You know that you're doing good work in the world when the powers of adversity are working extra hard against you. As you are doing this good work, if it's really important, then there will be, it's almost as though, you know, the forces of ill will or the forces of evil or however you want to look at those are going to come and try and push against you. Welcome to Tapping Creativity, a podcast for the creative community. Yes, it's a podcast for you. Whether you're looking for insight, inspiration, or community, you found yourself in the right place. My name is Matthew Temple. I am the host. And on this podcast, we go into questions, inspirations, challenges of the creative process. It's about connecting with other artists, hearing what other people are struggling with, their wins, their challenges. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, follow, share. If you really like what you hear, give us a thumbs up or give us some kind of review. And with that, let's hop into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Tapping Creativity. As we continue to move forward through the nine P's of powerful and effective creating uh, in our creative series that we're doing right here, this creative process series, this is our eighth that we were, are coming in on. And today we will be talking about perseverance. Now, if you're new to the show or you're just jumping in or you've missed a few episodes, go back and pick up at the beginning or where you left off. We've been moving through these nine P's of powerful and effective creating. And you know, we started with the project, why you want to do it, your purpose behind it, going through sort of understanding the planning and preparation part, moving into practice, and so on and so on. So if you've missed any of those, go go back and get yourself caught up. If not, if you have been following along and you're right where you need to be, then great, because today we're going to talk about perseverance. In her book, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert says that the central question upon which all creative living hinges is, do you have the courage to bring forth the treasures that are hidden inside of you? I think you do. I think actually, um, you know, it's a challenge. It's a good question, but I think there's this other question, which is actually, do you have the courage to keep going in the face of certain adversity? So you have the systems, you kind of know what you, you know what you want to do. You, you know why you want to do it. You know that there's a way to get there, but can you persevere? Because when you start creating, there are always going to be things that are going to come and push against you, right? I had another friend who's also a teacher who once told me, he said, you know that you're doing good work in the world when the powers of adversity are working extra hard against you. And I always loved that. They came because um, we were working at a school together and there was just so much challenge going on. And that was just this beautiful way of looking at it. And I think that as you are doing this good work, if it's really important, then there will be, it's almost as though, you know, the forces of ill will or the forces of evil or however you want to look at those are going to come and try and push against you. And then the other thing too, is that as you begin to really crystallize and form this, your idea, you, you kind of degraded because when it lives, it's kind of like a child in some ways, you know, when it lives in the ether, it's perfect. When you can just imagine this perfect child, that's going to come. And when your child comes, it doesn't mean that it's not amazing and wonderful in every way, but it's not perfect anymore. You know, it, you are going to be up late at night. It's going to get sick. It's going to poop. It's going to, the poop's going to leak out of the, out of the diapers and get on the bed. It's like, it gets messy. And so does this, you know, creative 
process. Um, when it can just be in the imagination, you can kind of gloss over any imperfections. But when you start bringing it into the world, when you start to actualize and make it specific, that's when the, you know, the flaws become clearer and looking at those flaws can be uncomfortable, can be challenging. And then you also have to lose things that you love because your project may have, you know, all sorts of different nuances or something, but at, at, at a certain point, you actually do have to take things away. Uh, you know, if you're, if you work in the film and or entertainment industry, I've mentioned this before, you sometimes you have to kill your babies and not the ideas, but these things that we kind of hold on to that are, we think are really precious, but then we have to start to let them go. We have to chisel them away. We have to say, you know what, even though this was, was beautiful, it doesn't match this project anymore. We have to kind of like letting it go. So, you know, this is something it's like, like I said, it's this child that's coming down. That's kind of perfect. becomes imperfect in some ways. And can you love it for all of its imperfections, for all of its challenges, for all of your challenges with it? You know, and then even though there is this kind of piece that's sort of childlike, yeah, it's going to get frustrating at times. And, and unlike a child, you can actually abandon this work when it starts getting frustrating, annoying, keeping you up late at night. Um, and so you might. But if this act of creating is really important to you, if you're truly committed to it, you can't abandon it, right? You have to go through those sleepless nights. You have to deal with the awkward teenage phase, the questions of what the hell am I doing? I'm bad at this. I'm a failure. I'm a terrible parent. I'm a terrible creative. I give up. When you actively begin working on your dreams, whether it's you know designing enough recipes for a cookbook or launching a YouTube channel or whatever it is, it needs the attention that a child needs not consistently in the same way, not 24 seven, but it needs that real attention. And for better, or for worse, it's not going to come knocking on your bedroom door when it needs that care and attention. It's really on all on you. And so in these challenges is where, you know, this perseverance becomes really, really important. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said that a hero is no braver than an ordinary person, but they're braver five minutes longer. And so, you know, I agree with this a hundred percent, but I also actually think the exact opposite true. So sometimes you actually have to cut your losses and stop throwing good money after bad, or, you know, you might actually find that this really isn't it after all of this time, it's not it. You found something more worthy of your time. And if that's the case, then that's okay. That's when you pivot. That's when you go back to that particular P it's the pivot P, right? You go back there and you're like, okay, you know what? Like, I thought that this is what it had to be, but it's not, it's not it. I, I, I shouldn't keep pushing anymore. I need to pivot. And that doesn't mean I give up or I abandon it at all. It means pivoting, right? Because, you know, you want to bring this awareness and consciousness so that you don't kind of stick with something that's just beating you down or just kind of wearing you down or it's just not the right thing anymore, right? But here's the thing. If you want to truly create you will be challenged. And once you master that challenge, you're going to have to find something harder and more complex, sort of just beyond the, you know, edge of your knowledge or capability to kind of keep, 
you pushing to keep us pushing forward. And sometimes we lament these challenges. A lot of times we do like, oh, this is so hard. I'm having writer's block. I wish I didn't have writer's block. Or I wish that I had enough money to rent the camera that I need for three weeks instead of two weeks or whatever that is. And we lament those challenges. But challenges are actually what we want in our lives. We want to be challenged. You know, there was probably a time when you were a kid, when you played the game of the card game of war or go fish. And at a certain point, you had to stop playing those games because they got boring because they weren't challenging. But as we get older, we're like, I should be able to do this stuff. Like I, I figured this out. I figured life out. Right. And then the challenges start coming. We're like, oh, why is this so challenging? Because actually you like to be challenged. If you didn't like to be challenged, you'd find a boring job where you could just push in numbers and you would just, it would just work. It would just happen. Right. But no, people don't really want that. We generally consider those dead end jobs, jobs that don't challenge us to continue to grow and move forward. And this is one of those. So a few years ago, I did the landmark forum. And one of the things that kind of came through some of that work was, you know, um, and this kind of came later in one of the later courses, but uh, we were working on this like 10 week course of also designing something that we really wanted to work on a, a project on Monday night or whenever we had our meetings, we would all, you know, come up and we would be pushed to, to set big goals for ourselves for the year or excuse me for the week. And when we got to the end of the week, then we'd show up. And a lot of times you might not have done it or people didn't do it, or, um, I didn't do like everything I said I was going to do. And one of the things that I, that came out of that I really liked was that's okay. Like you don't have to be defined by what happened yesterday. It's okay to recommit. And so recommitting and persevering becomes really important because otherwise we can get to this point where like, Oh, I said I was going to do this and I didn't do it. And then we start judging ourselves. We're really good at it. We're great at judging ourselves. We judge ourselves. We judge others. We just like to judge. We like to critique, we like to be critical. Um, because when you're critiquing, you get to be outside of the game when you're in the game, you know, or you can critique, you can look at the situation critically, but to criticize is something that happens when you're not really in the game. When you're in the game, you're the one making the shots. You don't, you know, it's the people in the stands, the drunk, you know, the drunk guys out in the stands like, oh, you idiot. But the drunk guy in the stand isn't throwing the ball, isn't playing the game. And we don't want to do that for others. We don't want to do that for ourselves. As soon as we start being, the, you know, the, the drunk guy at the football game, to our own process of like, come on, get it together. We're not where we need to be as artists or creatives. So we got to just get rid of that judge. When you don't show up for yourself, you're not a failure. You're not untalented. You don't have commitment issues. That's a, another conversation for another time. Um, but it's not a commitment issue. We are all committed to things that we show up for. If you're committed to paying your rent, you pay your rent um, because you're not homeless. Uh, you pay your cell phone bill or your cable bill or your internet bill. And that's how you can be watching this right now or listening right now because you're committed to that. So you can commit to a lot of things. You commit to brushing your teeth before you go to bed. You commit to taking a shower before you go to work. These are commitments that we have no problems with. And you have no problems with commitments. One of the bigger issues is not about commitment. It's about this feeling of failure and judgment, and then just feeling, ugh, I'm just no good. And that's not the case. It's okay. You recommit every day. Every time you found that you didn't do what you wanted to do or said you were going to do or it's taking longer, that's okay. 
you recommit, and you persevere. That is the eighth P, perseverance. So when you generally, when you set out to do something that you say you want to do, and you know you really want to do it, and you don't do it, if you're anything like me, or like most people I know, you probably get pretty down on yourself. So rather than judge that lack of action, it's important just to observe which, what is emerging. So if you set out specifically to do something and you don't do it, that means you're letting something else take its place. What is taking its place? So at this point, you're worthy of immense congratulations. You've gotten this far in the process. So wherever you are, awesome. Secondly, whatever has been being has been a challenge for you, whatever is not working, whatever is sort of made you maybe not show up as much as you would have wanted to, or, and maybe everything's going great, and and you can just keep persevering. But, but go back and look if it's not gone exactly as you wanted it to go. All that stuff is vital data, things that you've gleaned from what you've done, um, or what you're not doing, and then learn from it. So you can learn about yourself, what becomes important to you. So there will be a, uh, a worksheet here, but I'm just going to read off the questions that are on that worksheet and you can fill it out or, you know, or just journal about them. If you're driving right now, you can pause and think about them. The first one is what's taking place of your creative work. So if you said I was going to, you know, uh, write, you know, Saturdays was my day for writing and you didn't do it. What took its place? No judgment. Not like I was lazy or whatever, because that's not true. That's a judgment. What did you actually do? Did you sit on the couch and watch television? That's what took its place. Um, you know, then the next thing is why? Why is that? Why did you do that? And not a judgment because I'm lazy. No, that's not, that's not it at all. You may have done it. You know, I was feeling, I, w- I was blocked. You know, I didn't know what to write next. I was super tired from partying last night. Whatever it is, just, just not the judgment, not the because I'm bad or anything like that, right? Then ask this next question, was it better? If you really look at it, was that better or did it actually serve a really important purpose for that particular time? Because it may have been a perfectly good thing for you to be doing instead. Um, next thing is, did do emergencies tend to arise every time you sit down or stand up to create? Then here's the thing is, who do you blame? Are you blaming work? Are you blaming your family? Are you blame your kids, your spouse, your blaming creator's block, you blaming yourself. Um, but really think of like, really like when you think about it, it's like, Oh, if I didn't have this boss who sends me emails at 10 o'clock at night, uh, then I would be able to like, who are you blaming for it? Um, and then lastly, just ask yourself, do you give yourself enough time to get momentum going or not? So one of the things that can also really hold us back is, um, is momentum right? Like if you've got five minutes a day to write, or you're only giving your, or you're kind of cutting yourself short, that's not going to be a whole lot of time to get as far as you want to go. And it doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times, you know, where that's perfectly okay. I got five minutes. I committed, I'm writing every day. So I'm writing for five minutes. That's fine. Forget who it was. Just write one word a day because it's impossible to write one word a day. You're going to at least write a few sentences. Maybe you can write a paragraph. Maybe you can just jot down a few notes in that five minutes, whatever it is. But either way, do you give yourself enough time to get momentum going or not? So that's it. You'll see that little worksheet down in the show notes below. And that's it for this week. Uh, Again, if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, 
always reach out. Let me know, Matthew at MatthewCTemple.com. Uh, if you want a hard copy of the Creative's Handbook, uh, MatthewCTemple.com forward slash handbook. Um, well, I think it's great. Uh, I'm giving away everything that's in here basically on this podcast. So no need to, uh, purchase it. If you absolutely love what you've heard so far, um, and you, but you know what, this was amazing. I want to, I, I, I would have paid something for it. You are absolutely more than welcome to, uh, PayPal Matthew at MatthewCTemple.com. Not a requirement. This is a gift from me to you. Uh, So with that, have a fantastic and incredible creative week, and I'll see you next time. Tapping Creativity is brought to you in part by We Strive, a nonprofit organization that works to lead the world towards stronger, healthier, and more sustainable community. We Strive is currently at an exciting juncture in that coming out of the pandemic, it is in a place of looking to see how can it now, as a established organization, be of greatest support to the creative communities, as well as communities who are striving in any way they know how to engage in co-creating a better world. If you're interested in learning more, visit WeStrive.org.